The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. This is show 189. I am the guest host, Juan Jorge, bringing you a brief show. Raider Greg has been a little busy, and this is just to put something up while Greg does his thing. Topics will be bone line messages, Trent Zilfer, remember him, Lamont Jordan, Savion Washington on the block, and D'Angelo Hall after the trade. Jamarcus Russell. Let me repeat that. To mentor Jamarcus Russell. Mentor. Okay. So he's going to mentor Jamarcus Russell when he can't mentor himself. Let me read a little couple of stats here. He started six games. The six games, he threw the ball 219 times, completed it 113 times, a percentage of 51.6. In that percentage, he piled up 1,166 yards for an average of 5.3 a catch. He had seven touchdowns with 12 interceptions, got sacked 27 times with an atrocious QB rating of 55.1. You're going to tell me he's the help? He can't mentor himself. How is he going to mentor Demarcus Russell, our number one quarterback, our future, the number one draft pick? He can't mentor Jamarcus Russell. We need a Jamarcus Russell-like quarterback to, to, to mentor Jamarcus. Trent Dofer, my friend, you need to retire. He cannot mentor himself. He shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. God, please no. <laughs> he needs to go to the Chargers or someone, just not the Raiders because he's not the right fit for us. We need to re-sign Dante Culpepper to back up Jamarcus Russell. He is the only person at this point who I think will have an impact on our number one QB. So trend over, you suck. Don't come to Oakland. That's enough of that. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. Throw the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. 
get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes, and here they are. From the nation to your station. Hey, this is Juan Jorge. Just calling in talk about the Drew Carter signing. I think it's a great move on behalf of the Raiders. Um, he's a speedy young receiver that has a lot of potential in him. I think he'll uh, be third receiver um, behind Javon Walker and Ronald Curry. <clears throat> um, it's just another target for Jamarcus Russell, which is good. Um, at least the Raiders are bringing in free agents and talking to the other Carter, the defensive end from the Bucks. Also, I just wanted to say that the commitment to Excellence Center was a blast. Um, I'm glad I spent $85 to go to it. I think Colorado Chris was just a little jealous that I was there doing business and he wasn't. But it's all good. Love you, Chris. And it was fun talking to Thomas Howard, Justin Fargus, Jared Cooper, of course, Greg and Randy. And all the guys that didn't go this time should definitely go next year because it's definitely an event to remember. All right. Wonderful hurry out. Peace. Hey, this is Juan Jorge, just calling to comment a little bit about D'Angelo Hall and his possibility coming to Oakland really, really high. Well, let me tell you this. People are saying he's the Randy Moss on the defense, but let me tell you this. We are 19-61 and 61 in the past five years. I don't know about you, but I want to get that win column higher, and I want to move forward and stop hearing this 19-61 and 61 bullshit. So um, by doing that, we need to overpay players to come play for us because if we don't, then they're not going to come and play for Oakland. Now, D'Angelo Hall is a very, very good player. He's a two-time pro bowler, and he's been in the NFL four seasons. He doesn't miss tackles, and he's really, really fast. Fabian Washington and Sanford Rao are good. But sometimes you got to subtract the good players with great players. D'Angelo Hall is a great player. Namdi Asamoah, he's a great player. With both corners and Jabril Wilson and Michael Huff still coming into his own, we have one of the scariest defensive backfield in NFL. Now, D'Angelo Hall probably will get paid a lot of money, but he deserves it. And I think with the other signings with, of Javon Walker and uh, signing Tommy Kelly to $50 million is a lot of money. But you know what? Like I said, we are 19-61. and 61. Just win, baby, at all costs. And Al is opening his wallet left and right. And you know what? Let's hope it pays off. Because Raider Nation, we are headed somewhere. And the quote, just win, baby, doesn't mean anything unless you personally know what it means and you personally agree with it, and you know what? We, we are going to win. And this year is going to be something great to watch with Jamarcus Russell, Javon Walker, Drew Carter, Ronald Curry, Justin Far. I, I can't wait. I'm glad my ass will be in the seat. Your, your ass should be in the seat, too. That's all i got to say. That's my two cents. Um, Juan Jorge out. Peace.
Hey, this is One Hornet just stopping by to talk a little about the draft. Now, I know all y'all want Darren McFadden, and the dude is a freak of nature, but if you guys are thinking that he's going to be Adrian Peterson Part 2, think again. Just look at our roster, look at who we have at in the running back position. We have Fargus, Dominique Rhodes, Michael Bush, who's still unproven, has a lot of potential based on what he has done in college. And we still have Adam Chinobi at Chimondu, which he'll just do good in preseason, and that'll be the end of him. Anyways, back to the draft. Um, at this point, with the free agents that we've brought in, I think that um, we should probably get either um, a defensive tackle um, I've been watching a lot on Chris Long, and the dude is good. He looks good. He did, uh, he's, a, he's a freak. And um, I didn't really know much about him. Or, of course, I knew that he was Howie's son. But the guy can play some ball. And if we have a chance to take him, let's take him. But then again, who knows? Knowing Al Davis, he might trade down. Um, if he does trade down, I say we go for a linebacker and a center. Um, we don't have a center right now. Everyone keeps talking about the free agents we have and how good we're, um, we should be with the players we have. But guess what? We need a center. We need an anchor. We need someone to anchor that offensive line. And right now, um, Jake Grove is a starter, basically. Jeremy Newberry didn't get signed. He got offered a contract by Tampa Bay. So we need to either draft a center or somehow get one through free agency. And if the center spot doesn't get addressed, then we're going to have a problem on the offensive line. Now back to the draft. If Darren McFadden does fall to us and we don't trade down that pick and we um, pick him up at number four, you know what, whatever, it's fine. Um, even though we're stacked at running backs, but I really just want to win with the, all the free agents we have brought and with the things uh, like D'Angelo Hall is about to be a Raider. So with the things that we're doing, there is no reason why we cannot win next year. I'm talking about better than 8-8. Eight eight. I'm talking about um, me having high hopes for us. The, I, I will break it down if we do not get better than four wins, four wins next year because that will be straight-up pathetic. But if we get Darren McFadden, we get Darren McFadden. Hey, what the hell can you do? Um, he's good. Uh, I guess let's just wait till that happens. Uh, draft is April 27th, 26th and 27th, I believe. Well, um... But besides Darren McFadden, uh, this this draft is really good. The last time that I've seen a draft this good, in my opinion, was um, when Reggie Bush came out. And yeah, um, well, that's all I gotta say. One uh, Jorge out. Peace. Hey, Greg. This is Joel. It's uh, first time for me here on the Bone Line. Uh, got to introduce to you uh, on the Raider Nation broadcast. Uh, just getting a little workout in while I'm listening to you. Uh, 
I just want to uh, see what you thought about uh, picking up Ocho Cinco to add to our wide receiver core. So I will catch your answer sometime when I'm listening to the podcast and keep up the great work, and I'm glad I got to hook up with you guys in the Raider Nation. Peace. Hey, this is Juan Jorge dropping in to talk about the D'Angelo Hall signing. What a deal. Uh, By deal, I mean us getting him for a second round and a 2009 fifth round, not us giving him a $70 million contract with $24 million guaranteed. That's what I meant by a good deal. But putting him with Namdi Asimov and having Jabril Wilson and Michael Huff, I arguably can say we have the best defensive backfield in the NFL. And D'Angelo Hall is built to play man-to-man defense, which is the defense that we run. Now, we do have uh, two weak spots on our defense, one not so weak and uh, one pretty weak. I think we still need a linebacker to replace Sam Williams because Sam Williams just is not cutting it. And um, if you look at last year, our biggest number one problem was we could not stop the run. We couldn't stop the run. And um, that's why we signed Jabril Wilson. That is why um, we re-signed Tommy Kelly. That is why we signed William Joseph. We're working on it, and hopefully we address maybe a defensive tackle through the draft. But putting Namdi and D'Angelo Hall on one team is beautiful. It's teams last year picked on Stanford Well and Fabian Washington. They didn't want to throw it towards Namdi, which is cool. But now who's, who, who's the quarterback going to throw it to now? Is he going to throw it against Namdi? Is he going to throw it against Hall? Is he going to throw it to one of the tight ends when we have Jabril or Michael Huff on them? Doubt it. When you have a quarterback that drops back and he looks up and his receivers are covered, well, that can only mean one thing. Either the quarterback's going to be an idiot and throw the ball interception, or he holds on to it hoping someone gets open. But then our front four, Derek Burgess, Tom McKelly, Gerard Warren, and Jay Richardson, as it is right now, are just going to bolster through and get sacks. That is a very beautiful thing, and it's very, very cool to think about because now that we have two shutdown corners, our front four are going to have a lot a lot of sacks. It sucks that Warren Sapp retired this year because I thought he would have done really, really well this year. But let's move on and can't wait till this year comes up because with all these signings, we can now say that there's hope, and we can now say that we are the team to be in the AFC West. That's all i got to say. One hurry out. Raider Craig. This is Raider Mike again. Haven't called for a long time, but I thought I'd come into the Raider Nation and blow my smoke all over the Raider Nation. And uh, basically, the last time I called, it was before the Super Bowl, and uh, I just thought I'd have to say... How about them Cheatriots losing the Super Bowl the way they did? That was beautiful, man. Anyway, last time I called, I was crying about not renewing my season pass after 
you know, five long years of whippings that, you know, we received from the rest of the NFL. But thanks to uh, President Bush, we're going to get a nice stimulus check in the mail. And uh, basically, I look at it like America is going to pay for my renewal. So I will be back for another year of some whippings. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. So I will be back. Just like, you know, like you were saying on that last podcast, I will be back. Anyway, a lot of talk has been going on about the coaching. And I know that everybody in Raider Nation is concerned about the coaching situation. But here's my two cents on the coaching situation. Yes, I am extremely disappointed last year uh, with the way Kiffin handled certain situations, mishandled the quarterback situation, and you know mishandled a few other things here and there, and him saying before the season that he's going to roll his sleeves up and bring this powerful offense to the nation. Well, I didn't really see much of a powerful offense. All I saw was mediocre basic play calling that pretty much put me to sleep every time I was in my seat. But I have a feeling that the best thing for the Oakland Raiders is to hold on to Kiffin, give him one more year, because I think what this team needs the most is continuity at the coaching position. I I don't think that it would be a very good idea to bring in a new person with a new philosophy or a new attitude. I think that the team needs to hear the same guy for a couple years. Now, regardless if he's successful or not, that's remain to be seen, but I think that that's what this team needs most is continuity to, to move forward. If we keep changing coaches and keep changing systems, you know, we're just going to set ourselves back two or three more years, and we don't need that right now as a Raider Nation. What we need is continuity. Anyway, also, I think that everybody's talking about McFadden this, McFadden that, and no doubt about it, he's a specimen and could be like what Al Davis would say, a star. But I don't think that, uh, you know, we should pick him up. I think that if Chris Long is available, we must absolutely pick him up because he is a guy that could really elevate our defense, I think, to an extreme as far as pass rush because we haven't had a pass rush since, well, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember last time we've had a really good pass rush. So I really think that we need to pick up Chris Long, even though that the fourth pick is going to be very expensive. People aren't even thinking about that, that you know, there's you know, guaranteed money and signing bonuses and this and that. I think we should trade away the pick and get Chad Johnson. Uh, I've been saying that since the season. We need some guy with some flair, some attitude, and a guy who can get up the field fast. But, you know, I have to put my faith in the in the Oakland Raiders that they're going to make the right moves. And uh, so far, so good. Um, Javon Walker, I mean, pretty much all the free agents other than that safety from the Giants that we picked up, Wilson. I think that, uh, you know, we got a bunch of injury-prone guys who really haven't done anything in the last two to three years. So... The big question mark with all the guys we picked up other than that Drew Carter guy from Carolina, I think he might be good. But 
as far as Jerry Porter leaving, he can go away. I, I just I care less what he do, does because he hasn't done anything. He's been nothing but just a guy who sucks up money, uh, like Michael Huff, who uh, you know, if I heard you right, had eleven million dollars in his pocket last year. Are you kidding me? Eleven million dollars for that player? Oh my God, that is crazy. He's the biggest waste of money since probably Larry Brown uh, that we picked up from the uh, Cowboys back in the 90s. I think he's about the biggest waste. I mean, what, we're going to pay $11 million for one interception? I mean, come on. That, that Michael Huff, dude, you've got to go. you got to trade him, package deal with him with Lamont Jordan or something. Because I mean that is just that's sickening. That that put a hole in my stomach when I heard you say that. Eleven million dollars for Michael Huff. Jesus. Anyway, that's my two cents. I think we need to keep Kiffin. Let's see what he can do. And go Raiders. Whoop whoop. Raider for that. Raider Greg, this is. Raider Tatum out of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, just listened to your podcast pertaining to this low character. You know, we need to get Chris Hansen and the crew to his house because this cocksucker's probably got enough child porn to fill a fucking gym. This son of a bitch. I tell you, I just got frustrated. I don't take heart medications. But God damn it, this guy is a piece of work. I mean, and also the bastardized, as you had mentioned, the great, uh, the great coach from San Fran. I mean, Jesus Christ. What a name-dropping piece of shit this prick is. I'm so fucking livid right now, I, could, I just want to punch my fucking computer screen. But regardless, um, outside of that, God be with you. And God be with all the other Raider fans. And if you get a chance, if you run into this low character, punch him in the face for me. Thank you. So now we've got uh, Lamont Jordan and uh, Fabian Washington on the trading block. Um, Lamont Jordan definitely needs to go. We all know that he did decent for us, but he needs to be released for some cap room, um, possibly during the draft or before the draft. I think that we will trade him for some draft picks along with Fabian Washington. Now that we got... Uh, D'Angelo Hall and Namdi Asama on the other side. Fabian Washington might be um, on the trading block as well. And uh, here's an interesting article that came out today on D'Angelo Hall called D'Angelo Hall After the Trade. And I'll read that. It came out of the Virginian Pilot. And it's a very good article. It's like an article-slash-interview kind of thing they had with D'Angelo Hall. So here it goes. Two-time Pro Bowl cornerback D'Angelo Hall was traded to the Oakland Raiders last week from the Atlanta Falcons, where Hall had a run-in last season with former coach Bobby Petrino. The bad behavior, including a sideline shouting match and inflammatory comments, cost Hall $100,000 in fines and fanned his reputation as a problem player. That hardly bothered the Raiders. They sealed the deal. They gave up two draft choices by handing Hall and his local agent, Alvin Keels, a contract extension worth $70 million over seven seasons. An extra bonus for Hall, who attended Chesapeake Creek High and Virginia Tech. 
His defensive backs coach in Oakland will be Darren Perry, a former NFL star also out of Deep Creek. He was the lead guy showing me around, taking me to dinner, said Hall, who has made 17 interceptions in four years and scored three touchdowns. Darren fought for me to get out here, and I'm here. Hall talked to the Virginian pilot columnist Tom Robinson about his time with the Falcons and his future. Here's what Hall said. When you say it, it does seem like a lot, seven years for $70 million. But, I mean, the numbers are things you never really worry about. You fight for them when you're in negotiations and you see what other guys are getting and you know you're better than that guy and you want more than him. But once it gets done and it's time to play football, that's what it is. It's time to play football. I'm just relieved, happy to get out of a bad situation in Atlanta, a situation that wasn't the right fit for me. I'm happy to go to Oakland where I'm wanted, to team up with cornerback Namdi Osamoa and create a great secondary. I think you can argue me and Namdi will probably be the best two corners ever to team up side by side. We obviously haven't done it yet together, but we're both in the prime of our careers. I'm a Pro Bowl player. He's a Pro Bowl player. It's just going to be great to have another guy alongside me that I feel confident can hold his own weight. I don't have to worry about teams avoiding me because they can't avoid both of us. One day... Al Davis and I talked contract and football for four and a half, five hours. When I came out, the coaches were like, wow, you were in there with him all that time? I was like, yeah. Man, it was fun. He's a football man. I'm a football man. I don't think that at any one position a player of greatness hasn't played for him. He has a well of knowledge, and I'm dying to pick his brain and learn about business, the football side and the non-football side. Asante Samuel and Nate Clements, those are definitely deals I looked at. But those guys are 27, 28 years old. They're not going to see the back end of their deals. I wanted to make sure I would be able to see the back end of mine. I didn't want to load it with a bunch of fake numbers. I think my agents knew that coming up on my last year of my deal, I'd be 30 years old. I've seen guys get new contracts at 32 and 33. I definitely plan on playing out all years of my contract in Oakland and getting another one in Oakland. I want my contract to be as realistic as possible and be able to earn every penny. Oakland never asked me one single question about problems in Atlanta. I think a lot of teams raised that question, especially Washington. They were a little bit leery about bringing me out here because of all that stuff. But I repeatedly told teams I went over the incident, how it happened, why it occurred, the lack of respect Bobby Petrino had for his players. That was evident in him picking up and just leaving in week 13. Anybody with common sense would see the kind of person Bobby Petrina was and check my track record and background and know that I've never been in trouble or had problems with anybody and would brush it off. That's what Oakland did. Around the league, I think there's a consciousness that I'm not a bad guy. I'm a very passionate guy. I'm a very emotional player. That's what makes me great. I'm not T.O. I'm not Randy Moss. I'm not one of those guys you're always reading about. I'm a guy who had one incident one time, and that was that. Was it handled the wrong way? Of course. Yes, it was. I've admitted that several times. At the same time, I'm entitled to make a mistake. I'm 24 years old, so I'm relatively young in this game and have a lot to learn with time and work and patience. I'll one day be one of those Oakland Raiders going into the Hall of Fame. Well, that was the article called uh, D'Angelo Hall after the trade, and I thought this article was very interesting to see what D'Angelo Hall had to say and that he's talking a good game, which is good. That's what we want. But he deserves to talk a good game because of what he's done in Atlanta and 
coming into our defense. I think that he's just going to do outstanding with us, and Nomdi's going to get more action because D'Angelo's on the other side, and the quarterbacks won't be able to shy away from either one. They'll have to throw to one of them, and that'll create opportunities for Nomdi, so that'll be kind of cool to watch. Well, that's about it. Um, bringing you a brief show because uh, Razor Drake has been busy and hasn't been able to put one up. Call the bone line and drop him a bone. This is uh, Juan Jorge again, the guest host, doing a brief show. Um, the bone line number is 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. If I did crabby, don't let me hear about it. <laughs> Just doing this for fun. And that's all i got to say about that. Well, Raider Nation, thanks for listening to show 189. This is Juan Jorge, your guest host, and I am out.